we're going to invite a few of you to share um, for three minutes around what that looks like to you, what honouring fatherhood looks like to you. So, does anyone want to kick us off? Very good. Very good. Um, yeah, my dad's pretty cool. He, um, I was brought up in Tiamuri. My dad's a dairy farmer. They're part of the Assembly of God Church. Um, and he's an elder there, and I'm an elder here. Um, so I'm thankful for that um, heritage, I suppose. And um, yeah, we're fortunate. Mum and dad are pretty cool. Um, I always kind of wondered what it would like, be like to be a dad and um, what kind of kids we'd have, because I've got no idea. And so I sometimes look at my kids and I think, wow, like just as crazy being the dad and and take on the responsibility of being a dad and, and knowing the implications that can have for them, the, the stupid stuff that I do and that can mess with them and the good stuff that I do and the <laughs> positive influence that can make. So um, one of the things I treasure most is, um, and it kind of came out of me wanting, I suppose, to have more conversations with my parents, um, is that every night when I put the kids to bed, I spend 10 minutes with each of the kids and at the end of each day, I say, what, what was your high for the day? What was your low for the day? And then we just both pray. Um, and then, you know, so high, low, pray, kiss, cuddle. Um, and um, so that's, I feel like I'm quite close to my kids because we have that every day. And it's been a pleasure to know that um, sometimes when they're going through stuff, they get to chat with me and sometimes they share stuff that they probably wouldn't have been shared if it was just, um, uh, yeah, not had that opportunity. Uh, yeah, what else? I've got a minute and a half. Uh, all right, I'd like, I'd like to um, maybe sh- share about my father in heaven. And probably uh, one of the things that I do is that I journal probably about three times a week. And it's just fairly conversational. It's, it's fairly relaxed. I just kind of, I guess, imagine that God's sitting next to me and I just, hey, hey God, um, business is tight this week, any strategies, or um, how about grumpy with Jenny? Um, <laughs> or, and I just kind of talk day to day with him, and I often feel like he's very real in the conversations, and um, that's, that's probably, uh, like I feel like God is awesome, he's, he's God amazing, God king, but he's also God very much counsellor alongside me, and, and father in a very authentic way. And um, so I feel very close to him and very safe with him and very thankful that you know, he, he cares about not just the super grand God stuff, but also the very, my fears, my challenges, our needs, um, pains, stuff like that. So yeah, if, um, yeah, and I probably just want to quickly honour Phil too as our church father. And um, I know that that's a, a weight that he carries that only a pastor can understand. And I um, just really appreciate all you do for us, man. Yeah, thank you. That was perfect. That was literally perfect. I don't expect anything less from you, Isaac. It was like dead on, dead on. Krista, you would like to share. Come on down. Why don't you give her a hand? (laughs) Um, Just listening to Ashley and she said, do you want to speak about your father? Well, my dad is not with us but he's always here. And my dad taught me to love on others, uh, be generous, um, always have fun. And, um, And then my heavenly father gave me my husband. And he's not only amazing father, but he's also amazing father 
to two girls that is not his own. And he hates me saying this when I do, but he taught them right from the beginning that you're part of our family, doesn't matter who you are, what your surname is, what you is. He loved them all the same. And I see him joking with Odette and, you know, it's just, he's generous, he loves them, he, he treats them with respect and what more can you ask for? You know, just have to be thankful for an amazing man that God gave me and an amazing father to our children. And, um, yeah, I want to honour you, Ivan. Anyone else want to share? Oh, Francois, you're being nominated. <laughs> oh, Phil's coming down. Here we go. Yeah, Francois, you're up next. You've got two minutes. Yeah, um, oh, it's loud. Maybe I just talk loud anyway. Hey, um, <laughs> yes, okay. When, when Ashley, when, the thing that comes to mind with fatherhood is probably one of my parenting fails, actually. <laughs> and... Um, Fiona probably already knows what I'm talking about. But, but about three years ago, we, we were fortunate enough to go for a, a trip over, overseas. Yeah, Fiona's laughing ahead of because she knows what's happening. And um, one of the things we did is we went to Disney World. And now, when I grew up, it was just, you know, going to Disneyland. We were quite poor, very poor. And we drove a CA Bedford, which was, uh, yeah, yeah, that's how poor we were. Um, if any, Google it if you don't know. Anyway, um, so, like, going to Disney World or something, that was an absolute pipe dream. There was just no way that would ever happen. Yet, when I, I remember driving into Disney World and thinking, oh, you know, here, here I am. That's something I could never do as a kid, but here I am able to take my kids, you know, to Disney World. And I was just about in tears with the emotion of the fact that I was able to take my kids to Disney World. However, I did discover... Don't take them on the Tower of Terror is their second ride. <laughs> I was like, oh, look, look, the queues are short. Well, that's called the Tower of Terror. No, 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 it'll be fine. It'll be fine. No, anyway, every ride after that, they were like, um, don't know. <laughs> anyway, so a little bit of a parenting power, but at the same time, just a real blessing to be able to take my kids somewhere, you know, that, you know, and just, you know, be a, something that I could never do as a child, but able to do it for my kids. Yeah. That's awesome. Hayley. Yeah, girl. Hello. Okay, so I have three dads. So God, obviously, is my dad. Then I have Puffer Phil over there. Phil Atwood. Yep. And then I have my real dad, which I came from. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, I guess I just want to... Hmm, which story? Okay. I appreciate my dad so much because whenever I do something stupid, I'm like, oh no, rip me, I'm just gonna die. But the thing is, I can go to my dad about what I've done. And yes, he's probably disappointed in me, but the thing is, like, he supports me. And like, it's just, I don't know. It's just, he's a really good dad and I appreciate everything he does for me. 
even though I don't express it as much because I'm just not a, oh my gosh, I love you <laughs> person. I really do appreciate my dad a lot, even though sometimes he's not, like, always happy and he gets mad, as most people do. <laughs> and he tries his best in everything he does, and I think that's the thing I really love in him, is how much he does for us, even though sometimes we don't realise it. It's if you look back on it, you see how much he's been there for me. Like, one of my favourite memories is me when I was younger, playing netball. He always used to be there on the side being like, come on, Hayley, act like it's your while ago, girl. And, and, and he's like, stick to your opponent. And I used to just get so mad. I'm like, Dad, just stop, please. I know what I'm doing. Just You need to calm down. But like... I think looking back at it now, I just see how much he wanted me to be the best netball player, how he wanted me to follow in his steps when he was a rugby player. And he didn't want me to give him on a dream that I had when I was younger. So he's always been there behind me and supported me through whatever I wanted to do and pushed me and made me keep going. Yeah. So I love my dad a lot and I appreciate everything he does for me. Um, yeah. Takes a lot of guts to get up here, so well done. Does anyone else want to share before I nominate? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Eric, come on down. Give him a hand, guys. I might be able to reach them. <laughs> yes, um, Dan. He was, he was dad, but he, he really had to be part of mum too because the, the raising eight kids and through the uh, <coughs> 1930s slump and then the next 10 years, uh, three major floods, um, it just wrecked mum's health. But dad was the one we always felt we needed to go to. Um, I didn't know it, but the kids used to say I was spoiled, my, my older siblings, and uh, we weren't spoiled by lots of lavish gifts or anything, but I was spoiled because <clears throat> Dad let me get away with it. I realised later <laughs> he let me get away with a lot of che cheeky stuff. Uh, <laughs> which the other ones would have been straightened up. <laughs> but anyway, uh, when I got the age of uh, 12, I think, and we had a market, Dad had a market garden, and all my brothers uh, had to um, go out and work in the holiday time to earn some money from the granddad next door uh, to buy their clothes and, um, and their books. That's how they got by. Uh, but anyway, I, I didn't have to do all that stuff until at age 12 or 13, he was starting to call on me, come on, Eric, you better come and give it a hand out here. I had been doing a little bit of stuff after school there, but nothing much. But um, anyway, 
I got got to a cheeky stage and a rebellious stage, and he'd be call, calling me to come on, come on, Eric, come and give me a hand, and I just couldn't. Yeah, uh, yeah, and anyway, I opened my mouth once too often, <laughs> and and you don't do that uh, when you're standing near the old leather reins of the old horse we had, <laughs> and. And so Dad calmly <coughs> wrapped the wrapped the reins into about cat and nine tails, <laughs> and, and he and I was trying to pull away, but he held me by my by my arm, and and, and <laughs> I was going. My two brothers finally were standing by. The, oh, that's enough, Dad. That's enough. That's enough. So they sort of <laughs> cooled him off a bit. <laughs> And all I could say after that was, I hate you. And that was uh, pretty disappointing for him, I think. But anyway, got over that two years, over the next couple of years anyway. And uh, then uh, he thought perhaps uh, our country school was fading off the map. <coughs> Most of the... Um, neighbourhood in the country there were older, older people and they didn't have family. So Dad got the idea that I could rock, bike into intermediate eight and a half miles away and um, get some good teaching there. So, um, and he said he'd make a bike, would I uh, get me a bike? And I, wow, yeah. So I was ready to <laughs> bike eight miles, <laughs> get a bike. And, uh, and, of course, I wonder where it come from, but he got bits and pieces from all around, <laughs> some of the neighbourhood and whatnot, and put handlebars and this onto this frame and some wheels and tyres, and um, that's, that's how he got things organised. Now, the good thing about going to intermediate, one of the big things is it, uh, it was assembly every morning, and they always um, started it or finished it with, oh, I can't remember which way, um, with the Lord's Prayer. That's where I learned the Lord's Prayer. And I was fortunate to get followed up at high school with a, a headmaster that allowed uh, that, that to be done too. Um, I must have had about 10 minutes, have I? I better, I better, I better give this back to you before the whole, okay. whole audience. Thanks, Eric. Thank you, Eric. Who else would like to share? Yeah, Bruce, come on down. Hi. Um, yeah, my name is Bruce Chiimba. Um, the little time I was with my dad, um, I would say I, was, I saw my dad till I was 11. Then... Uh, my parents had to just separate because 
many drama that was happening with my dad. But I remember the time I was, my dad was, um, he was soft and who let you get away with anything. Yeah, but my mom would always grab um, the stick like this. <laughs> yeah, and beat everything out of you. And yeah, <laughs> yeah um, I remember I, I fought so much with my twin sister and that was really bad because we would get really, really bad. Like I would end up, would end up bleeding. My sister was stronger than me. Yeah, <laughs> she would beat me up, then mom, mom would go, no, you're the boy, you're supposed to help her. So she would end up beating me up again. Yeah, that, that was not good. Um, but again, I, I must say, uh, my, my siblings ended up raising us up, uh, although they had their own lives to live too. And uh, we kind of discovered many things by ourselves growing up. It wasn't easy, yeah. And uh, when, when I was 19, I prayed. I, I remember the words I said to God. I said, um, I, can't, I can't change my past. I can't, um, I can't fix who I am. But I want to be a dad. I want to be a husband. And I told God, if there's no any African girl for me, then find me maybe a white girl. And one time, Tracy happened to be in Africa. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we, we, did, we had no idea that she was all the way from here. Because in school, we'd look around on the, like, the globe and we couldn't see, where is New Zealand here? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, where, that's why most of my friends in Africa know I'm in Australia. But I keep telling them, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm in New Zealand. It's, it's a nice country. People are lovely and kind of stuff. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so she came to Africa and the first sight, well, uh, I met her at a place of work and my friends were like, Bruce, you're still single, but look at that girl over there. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but when I saw her the second time she came to work, I was like, oh my goodness, look at that. So, I, yeah, but she, she, she was actually outstanding from all the people that were around. There were many people who worked with a bunch of people at that place that looked after um, abandoned babies, orphans. Uh, we, we used to get uh, people from America, Canada, Australia, across the world and from Asia. But she was different in... When, when I asked her out, she just said, you know what, why not? Let's just go and have a coffee. Yeah, but I'm talking, I'm, I, need, I, mean, I need to be talking about that. Yeah, so we got married, and I was totally confused to where I'm heading my life into. Like, uh, I didn't know what, what was happening. So um, I came to this country a bit confused, like, I'm going to be a husband, someday I'll be a dad. I don't even know how to be a better dad, you know. But one time we were here in church, and Jamie talked about um, authentic manhood. 
And I said, maybe I need to sign up for that and get to know more how to be a man and how to be a dad. So I remember um, every Monday evening would, well, yeah, would come out here and hang out with Ivan, Phil, Francois, and Sam, all these men. And I would look at their families, their kids, and I would go, am I going to be able to be like these men? Yeah, like I, I wasn't feeling like I would be the man that I should be. Yeah, that, that's why uh, I, I kept praying to God and saying, God, please make me um, that person that want me to be a man, like a dad, how to be a dad to Cleo and, and this young fella here, um, Jasper. Yeah, but I'm so glad that um, I joined Authentic Manhood. It changed a lot in my life. And thank you, Phil, for um, <laughs> letting us come in here every Monday because everything that man was talking about um, in those teachings, I've seen them happen in my life. And uh, I want to appreciate Richard. Thank you for um, being a good dad to me. Every time you talk, every time you say things to my life, I feel like, I need to learn more. I, I just need more from you. There's something God has placed in you I didn't get from my dad. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes we come out here to church and, and have fun. But when we go back, there's a real life after, uh, after all this. Like there's something out there and you go, am I going to face this? Am I going to face that? But um, I'm so glad that um, Richard and, and Phil, you're an amazing man. And please allow me to call you my, my dad, my fathers, because, um, yeah, I, I never knew my dad. I'm so glad um, for, for you guys. Thank you. That's awesome. We have some awesome dads. Francois. Yeah. Yeah. You can have three, Francois. Look, I actually wouldn't fight you for the mic, so you can have as long as you want. Yeah. I think as a dad, it's, it's, um, it's, it's certainly been one of the most challenging things in life. Mm. Um, often we used to... When, when Tanya and I speak, you know, we, we just, you know, um, we didn't sign up for this, you know. <laughs> this is challenging, this is rough, you know. And, um, and it often, often brings you to a point where you, <clears throat> where you start feeling vulnerable, or do you, you start questioning yourself, are you capable of being a, a good dad? And um, you, you look at your own dad, you know, like my, my father was, was just a fantastic dad. And, and I'm thinking, you know, why am I going wrong? And, and you start questioning things and, and you pray and, you, and you're seeking God's answers in it. And, um, uh, you know, what Bruce mentioned with uh, Authentic Manhood, um, that certainly helped a lot. And, you know, just partnering up with other dads. Um, but I think, I think the, the truth is when you hear a testimony like Hayley's today, where she just, you know, where she thanks you and, and, and you know, sometimes you don't hear those words, but... When you hear it like that, you know, um, you, you feel that you actually do, 
do win in life. So, um, so yeah, if there's any dads out there that's, that's feeling, you know, um, a little bit down, you know, hey, um, there's always a good word out there from your child. And um, if you get to talk to them and, and, and hear things like that, you know, that's a hope, bit of encouragement. And, uh, yeah, just want to encourage all dads, if, especially with the authentic manhood, if we keep running that course, join up with that, and uh, that's, that's really good. Cheers. Very good. Thanks, Francois. Is anyone else? Oh, we've got two. Oh, Shani and Linda. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> you can come next. Hi. <laughs> um, I just want to share a bit bit about my dad and my sons. Um, my dad was an amazing dad. He's a, he passed away beginning this year, so it's my first Father's Day without him. But he's in a good place because he loved God to the max. And um, I remember when we were young, I used to dance on his feet all the time. He loved music and brought us up with music. And and um, he started Youth for Christ in Matter Matter. And remember going up to the March for Jesus things. I'm that old. The March for Jesus in Auckland and going down to Wellington every year for Youth for Christ stuff and singing and just, yeah, he was the best. And I just, um, stop shaking, I um, want to honour my sons too, I have a few of them. Um, <laughs> seven. Um, but five of, them, five of them are married with children and I have one amazing son-in-law back there. Um, and they are just the most incredible dads. Um, they've blessed me so far with 20 grandkids. And, um, but most of all today, I'd just like to honour Jamie. Because um, for 14 years, I raised six kids on my own, and um, they didn't have a dad around, so when things happened, it was Jamie who stepped in, and he was only young himself and just a dad, but... Um, he stood up and stepped up and supported me and supported them. And, and I know that that means a lot to those younger ones who are not so young now. And, um, yeah, I just honour you, Jamie. Thank you. The wife of the amazing Jamie. <laughs> yeah. Good morning, everyone. Look, um... Uh, my dad's no longer, he's not here. He's, um, he passed away about 10 years ago. Um, I can't really say I had a great relationship with him. He was a hard and angry man. But knowing what I know now, he was a hard and angry man because he had a hard and angry father too. So there's probably a little bit of regret and sadness there. But I have married the amazing Jamie, who is an amazing dad. <laughs> I know. Um, an amazing dad because I know that the father figures in his life weren't the best, and he's made a conscious choice to um, be the best that he could be. But since I didn't have a father figure for a long time when I was just a baby Christian, I would wonder what it would be like to have a dad, you know, like a dad that you could sit on his knee and give him hugs and, you know, climb into bed with him and, and all that kind of stuff, and what it would be like as an um, adult woman to have that dad figure in your life. And, um, you know, there's, I've been around in this church for a long time and um, there's a handful of dads that have really stood out to me. And there is a couple that I would say are like my spiritual dads. Um, one's not here. His name's Ian Jacobson. 
um, I lived with him before I was married and he showed me what unconditional love looked like and what a father's love is in the physical form. Um, Doug Schubert, has, while we haven't been close, I've always watched him from afar be a father to his girls and to his sons-in-laws. And he stands out to me as someone that is a father of faith and a father of stability. The other person is Fraser Hodgson, again, a father of faith and a father of stability and a good dad to his, his tribe of five. And more recently, I have a spiritual father in Eugene who has, again, showed me what unconditional love looks like and encouragement and be so supportive of me. So I just want to honour those, those men. So don't underestimate what it means to be someone's spiritual father. Yeah. Anyone else? Brandon. Yeah, well, I'll admit um, this Father's Day has been a bit of a, a mixed bag for me and for Saskia because we had a, earlier this year we had a miscarriage um, who would have been born about now, give or take. Um, so it's been a bit of a mixed bag. Um, so I just wanted to, it's not really talked about much, but I just wanted to honor other fathers in the room who've had that happen um, or lost kids, period, because I know it's tough. Um, and those lives are just as sacred as the ones that are running around the room now or in zone now. Um, so we see you. Um, and I wanted to thank Eugene and Isaac and Tom, who's not here, who, who've been jumping in and being a bit of um, helping me work through that <laughs> the last, last little while, because it has been really good. Um, and just to encourage everybody else, if you know someone else, because I've been firing um, encouraging messages back and forth with another friend of mine in Tiamudu who's, who walked through the same thing this year with their firstborn. So if, if you guys know someone else who's lost another father who's lost a baby this year, don't, don't be afraid to reach out to them today because they need, they need help too. Because um, us men do feel things too, whether we admit it or not. <laughs> so yeah, that's all I got. That's a hard one to follow. Thank you, thank you, Brandon. That's that's really awesome. I want to honour you for doing that because it's that's really huge. You're going through your own pain and you're reaching out to other people while you're doing that. So that's really cool. That's awesome. Um, I want to talk a little bit to what Shani was talking about. I was thinking about it before Shani mentioned it, so it's really good. Um, and and even if you don't put the term spiritual father in front of the word, um, the fact that there are men out there who are fathers to children who aren't theirs. Um, we grew up in a, a small town church where um, we called everybody uncle and auntie. And, um, you know, so I had um, some of you will know Peter and Kerry who have just moved to Tiamudu recently. They're an, um, an older couple who are still finding their church home. And I'm hoping and praying it's here, but we'll just have to wait and see. Um, but, you know, they were Uncle Peter and Auntie Kerry. And um, we grew up, we grew up with a whole lot of aunties and uncles. And, and when my mum or my dad weren't quite, who I wanted to talk to or weren't available for whatever reason, um, 
there were a whole lot of other aunties and uncles or substitute mums and dads that I could go and talk to. And and I fast forward to now and, and my kids have got some of those as well. And and I just I wanna honor those dads who are dads to someone other than their own children because it, they say it takes a village to raise a child and it does. It really does. As as parents we can't do it all our own. And um I just I love love the community, love the fact that we don't have to do it on our own. You know, Isaac doesn't actually have to parent our kids completely by himself. He's not the only dad. And and grandfathers, you know, our kids have three grandfathers. It's wonderful. Um, Lloyd and Andrea aren't here today, but Lloyd and Andrea are adoptive grandparents for our kids. And just the heritage, the heritage that our kids are getting by being fed into by all these different people, it is, it is such a blessing and it is such a privilege to see um, my kids have so many people that are rooting for them, supporting them, encouraging them, believing in their dreams. It's just amazing. I love it. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you, dads, in general. It's amazing. Thanks. Is anyone else dying to share? Oh, yes. I wasn't going to say anything, but God's stirring me. (laughs) I want to actually say thank you to Phil. Ashley came back to New Zealand when she was 18 and that was really hard as parents to see your young one move away and go, well, who the heck does she have now, you know? Who does she have in her life? And Ashley moved to Hamilton and went to Activate and Phil was there. And Phil took on the role as Ashley's dad. Don't look at me, Phil. (laughs) I want to say thank you to Phil and Kathy for taking on that role as a mum and dad. But for Phil, for you taking on a role as a dad for her. It means a lot to Craig and I. Um, And I just want to tell you that, you know, to to take her under your wing and, and not only pastor her, shepherd her, but to see huge visions with her, to see her grow up as a young woman in God. I want to thank you for that. Okay. I wasn't meant to cry. It's not meant to happen. Yeah, um, I just recently uh, lost my granddad. He's uh, 70-something. Um, he was a closest granddad that in Auckland that passed on. Um, he was really harsh and uh, he always uh, gets a walking stick or oh, like a stick or something. <laughs> Tries to wake, wake everybody, everybody, but it's quite funny. <laughs> um, and uh, my real dad is uh, in Timuru, um it's his Father's Day too. Um, he's gone somewhere for Father's Day. Um, it is mum and dad's for Father's Day. And um, I wish I was there for him too. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, little hope everybody else is having a Father's Day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice one, mate. Good. Rich is desperately waving. 
You want to share? Yeah, come on up for two ticks. Richard, I know your two ticks. You've got one and a half ticks. And I... <laughs> really missed the music. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, I just want to say what an amazing thing it is to listen to this, these relationships. And um, last week, Fraser and I met with our local MP, and one of the most profound things she said is the answers are not going to come out of Wellington. Guess where the answers are coming out of? We're seeing them today in our whanau. Whoa. Yeah. So enjoy it, guys. Celebrate it. Whoa. Someone note that down. Richard talked for less than 10 minutes. Love you, Rich, so much. So much. Thank you to every person who's shared. It does take courage to get up here and share and be vulnerable. So thank you to, to everyone who has done that. It has been a blessing to hear um, the different relationships, both from dads and those of us who have awesome relationships with our dads and those of us who missed out on that and now God's put in spiritual fathers, you know. What a blessing that is. Please be encouraged um, all of you, not just dads, but every person in this room has the ability to take in somebody and love them unconditionally in order that they would know the love of a father and a mother. Um, because you don't, we just don't know people's stories. You don't know how you're changing someone's life when you do that. So thank you. That was awesome, eh? Yeah. Okay. Um, we are, I'm just going to invite Yako up who is one of our dads in the congregation. He is also the principal of Waipa Christian School. And so he is a dad to, I'm sure, many over there, a spiritual father to many. Um, and so he's just going to share briefly with us. And um, yeah. Um, yes, I, I think, thank you, Ashley, for the introduction. Um, great privilege to be able to stand here today and um, Yes, I, I am involved at Waipa Christian School, and some days people refer to me as the principal. Other days the toilet breaks and I become the plumber. And, yeah, and, and then on different days again, um, you stand there and this little five-year-old comes up to you and says, Oh, Mrs. L, I want to tell you this. And then I, think, oh, and then I get worried because they call me Mrs. L. But you realise that you are, to these 75 children, a dad in many ways. Yeah. And, and you realise that that men, they, they look up to you and, and they watch your every move. And, and then I realised every morning that um, being an earthly father to my own lovely three children, who I'm very proud of, um, it takes, takes being humble. And it, um, and it asks you to go on your knees every morning and ask your heavenly father to allow you and to give you the, I guess, the strength to be the best earthly father you can be. All right, so... Um, just a bit, of, a bit about Waipa Christian School. Um, Ashley is at the moment handing out uh, a bit of a survey. So the school um, has been around for just over 30 years in Tiamutu. It's the only, um, only non-denominational Christian school in the Waipa region. We're a full primary school. And um, the school buildings itself is owned by proprietors, and Phil is a proprietor's representative. Um, so I represent this morning not only the school, but only also the board of trustees as well as the proprietors um, involved at the school. And the proprietors 
are very interested to know what the current, I guess, the perception about the school is within the region. So the survey here is, this morning is seven questions, seven, well, mind you, eight questions. Seven of them are just multiple choice, so it should be very quick. And the last one is maybe just asking, it, it is to help us form, our, I guess, our graduate profile. We're very interested to know what is it that our children need by the time they move on to college. Uh, so the last question there, um, I really want your prayerful, prayerful insight so that we can best prepare these children for, for when they move on. Um, I'll be more than happy to, to um, pick the surveys up from you at the door as, as you leave and happy to answer any questions that you might have um, then. Um, yeah, so thank you for your feedback. I'll be visiting a few other churches around, um, around town in, in the next few weeks as well. Uh, but also continue praying for the school. Pray for wisdom that the school will truly be the lighthouse that it has to be in God's kingdom. Um, I, I often say to the staff, and I have to remind myself, this is God's school, first and foremost. Um, each one of us just have the, the privilege to serve there, and the families that are involved there, it's also seen as a privilege. Um, and God calls us to that place every day, and I, I pray that his outworking of his kingdom will you know, we'll just take, partake in that. Thank you for the opportunity. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Yako. So if you've got a piece of paper, it's because I'm pretty sure your parents. So that's why, that's why you got one. If you didn't get one and you would like to fill one out, come and grab one from the front here. Um, that is us for the service. I will say there is a new newsletter out on the door for September, which is bonkers because it's September. Um, so please grab one. Everything that you need to know is in the middle there. Otherwise, there's also contact numbers. You can phone the office, email the office, and we can answer any questions that you might have. It is the first week of the month, which means it's prayer and fasting on Wednesday. Um, so we fast from sundown Tuesday to sundown Wednesday, but most of us fast till after the prayer meeting. Uh, and then we gather here at 7 p.m. for congregational prayer. You are all invited. And we have just... we notice how powerful prayer meetings are. We notice how powerful prayer is. And we recognise that God's called us to be a house that prays. So please join us. It's only for an hour and um, we let God take the reins on it, really. And so we would love to have you with us. Uh, we have Jamie. Chuck your hand up, just in case you don't know who Jamie is. The amazing Jamie. Is that what we're calling him now? <laughs> no, nah, I'm not calling him that. Um, so... <laughs> So um, so we have Jamie, who is taking care of uh, Triaomutu, which means if you would like to be a volunteer, I know it's Christmas is like feels like it's ages away. It's not. If you would like to volunteer or be involved in Triaomutu, please go and see Jamie because he's organising the whole thing. The other thing is that we really need volunteers for the light party, which is coming up. It's on the 31st of October, which is Halloween, but the combined churches of Te Aumudu put on a light party instead of Halloween, instead of going trick-or-treating. The combined churches put that on for all of the children in our town and district, and it's awesome. It's a whole lot of fun. There's rides, there's sausage sizzles, there's face painting. There's so m I'll be on stage, so if anything, that's why you want to be there, because um, I am a blast. And so you... If you want to help out, please also see Jamie for that because we'll put you into a volunteer sheet and we'll make it work. Awesome. That's all the notices. I'm going to invite um, Philip. He's going to pray for us. Awesome. What a great morning. 
what a great honour it is to be part of family. And just uh, as Richard said, I just agree with that, just to hear each other uh, as we share our hearts and, and we do life together. It's, a, it's the mark of a family, isn't it? That we would do life together and celebrate each other's wins, but also stand in each other's struggles. And so I honour you all for that. Um, we call ourselves an apostolic church, and we are an apostolic church by name, but I want us to be an apostolic church by nature. And one of the marks of an apostolic church, if you read the book of Acts, as you read through the waves of expansion of the church, um, you'll notice that they were men and women who raised sons and daughters. The most important hallmark, in my opinion, of an apostolic people, a group of people, is men and women who will stand in a place of raising spiritual sons and daughters. It's, it's not all about just having a Holy Spirit, Holy Roller time and, and fire falls from the, the ceiling and we all go, yay, because if that only happens here but nothing else is reproduced in others, then we're just a club that has a Holy Spirit time. But to be a family, an apostolic family that makes a difference in our community, we need to remind ourselves that we're an apostolic group of people, men and women both alike, who raise up spiritual sons and daughters. And so what I wanted to finish today with was to just make it very, very clear that you have permission. But more than that, you have a mandate, not from me, from Scripture, to be active in the family in raising sons and daughters. One of the biggest problems that we see in churches uh, that I work with is uh, actually the baby boomer generation check out because they're empty nesters. They think, oh, that's all I've done. And they have a lifestyle now because they've got lots of disposable income. And what happens to the young parents? They've got no role models. So please, if you're in that next generation, then please accept the, the invitation and the commissioning to be active in the lives of other families as has already been testified to today. But I wanted to commission you with permission to be active in this role of being spiritual mums and dads, to celebrate the wins and to stand with each other in the challenges because both are reality, yeah? Why don't you stand and we'll pray. And oh, the last announcement is um, coffee's on me today. So uh, we've got the machine out in the foyer. We're trying to build coffee culture. Uh, if you don't want coffee, there's tea or there's hot chocolate. Um, but it's on me, no charge. Well, it's on Dad, actually, so you can thank him. All right, let's pray. God, we thank you for the gift of family. God, I thank you for this family, Zion people and Te Aumuru stretching out beyond the borders of our town. But God, I thank you that you're building something significant in us in order that you can do something significant through us. So I declare, God, the, the mandate you've given us to be apostolic people, that you would give us the grace, you'd give us the love, you'd give us the wisdom, and you'd give us eyes to see opportunities where we can be spiritual mum and dad. Regardless of our age, we can invest in someone. So Lord, I thank you for the blessing it is to do life together. I declare a blessing over each home associated with our church family. I declare safe travels for those that travel. I declare the grace of Jesus Christ to be evident in every aspect of life, work and home and play. And Lord, that the Holy Spirit would guide us as we do life together. We thank you for your love. We thank you that we can stand in your love. We thank you that we get to do that with each other. And I bless this church in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, go well. Have a great day. Grab a coffee if you want. Hang out. Say good day to someone. Enjoy family lunch if that's what you're doing. God bless you all.